This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hello, Beauty News family. Welcome to some backup content. Yes. Pre-film content for when we are off. Cat's baby is here. We are very excited. It sh- hopefully it's there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, we're in trouble. Oh, spaghetti Because right now it's here. It's here. It's here. But soon it will be here. Um, so we just filmed like, like 20, minutes 20 minutes of, of this chat. video and weren't recording the audio. Are you on? <laughs> we should get used to this Shit, by now because like in the last couple of weeks it there's needs, always been something there needs to on. be like an alarm of yeah. some description that's like you're not recording anyway <laughs> fuck. anyway so we're doing a chatty video today um we're talking about sort of um our purchasing habits our experience with makeup um because we did do a q a a couple a week or two ago now we filmed it just before this, so I don't know when it went up. <laughs> we don't know when anything's going up. It goes I, up I when it goes it, up. I think it was up before yeah. this. Yeah. Um, but we did have a few questions that we didn't answer in there because they were asking about, like, our makeup collections mm. and our spending habits and um, why do we project pan, any tips, what, you know, decluttering. And we just thought we it would be a good time to talk about um, our sort of makeup journeys because – our spending habits have completely changed over time. Yeah. Um, the way we sort of view the consumerism and whatnot has changed over time. And uh, we thought it was an interesting topic because everyone has their own journey. Mm. And we just thought we'd share our journey. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're doing today. It is. So where did we start? When, how old were you when you like had your first proper makeup item? Um, look, I would say that because I was unfortunately a teenager uh with a lot of acne um i got onto sort of face products fairly quickly it started with like blotting sheets powder um i got onto maybelline dream matte mousse (laughs) classy good shit Um, and so i had to do it for function like i i found that you know i wanted to minimize issues mind you dream matte mousse clings to breakouts like there's no tomorrow doesn't hide it. Not but, good stuff. Uh, you know, at least I could leave the house with my head held a little bit higher than my chin on the fucking ground. Yeah. So um, I sort of got into makeup that way. But earlier, rewinding, like I was really interested in like my mum's makeup. My mum used to, you know, put on red lip and do her makeup and I used to be like fascinated. And I remember the times where like I bought my first like metallic blue nail polish when I was probably mm. like nine or something. And I thought I was like the coolest shit. Yeah. She's yawning because we've already spoken about yeah. this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, also, we did just film for like oh, yeah. an hour and a half before this. So coming up to two hours of nonstop talking. It That's does true. actually get quite tiring. That's true. So, yeah, so so pretty much I was sort of – I knew I was going to be one of those kids that – like I could looking back, I knew I was sort of going to yeah. be fascinated by it. But I got into it more out of function, Yeah, if that makes sense. So about – 13 I would say yeah I would have been about 13 it was around year seven yeah. when I started getting into it and like the first things were like mascara um, black eyeliner was very popular yes it was um, powder foundation um, concealer and like colored lip gloss not just like a, a clear lip gloss um, so that was around when it started for me when I started going out like when I turned 18 I was you know going to bars and clubs and stuff with my friends that's when I was getting into like buying more you know like fancy eyeshadow palettes and like so my, lip my fancy eyeshadow and... palettes were like the Revlon quads yeah well don't worry they were mine too <laughs> 
was mine too. They yeah. were they were like you know they were the fancier ones yeah. um, at the drugstore. Not fucking cheap. I can tell you that much at no. Priceline. It's never been cheap. Um, and wearing things like um, you know blush and yeah. doing your eyebrows and stuff like like See, I, I didn't get into eyebrows. I didn't do my fucking I, eyebrows I look, in high I look, school. I look back and I'm like, no, I started doing my eyebrows probably ten years ago. Right. Now. Yeah. Not even no, probably a little bit later. Yeah. I started doing eyebrows after I got into like blogging. Yeah. So eyebrows I wish. I look back and I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Do your <laughs> eyebrows. But no, after like I think after doing covering, trying mm. to cover, um, I was also into the eyeliner and the mascara. Mm. I don't think I got into lips pretty early on. I think it was definitely when I was more about eighteen that I got into eyeshadows and lipstick like yeah I'd go i'd go out and i'd wear a red lipstick and i'll you know wear my sort of like khaki green or you know gold eyeshadow feeling fancy um still like, i remember also i remember the time this is quite funny this is probably about 10 years ago now i remember the time that i a friend of mine did a consult she was working for a brand and she was like can i do your makeup just as like a consult kind of thing and i was like yeah cool and she put eyeshadow into my crease and i was like what are you doing yeah what? Yeah. I would just put the eyeshadow on the lid. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just like, I feel like my eyeshadow was up to my eyebrow. Yeah. It wasn't. It's just that I wasn't used, used to, to putting yeah. eyeshadow in the crease. Yeah. Uh, this was the time where you'd just use one color of shimmer all over the lid. Yeah. Um, so I that was sort of that's how I sort of operated for the longest time. Um, I did get into winged liner at the end of high school. Mm. Uh, people often say, like, when they see that I, in, in a video, if I do a winged liner, they're like, they're like, you do it so quick. Like, I've literally been doing it for at least 15 years. Yeah. Um, so you do get used to it. Yeah, and you That do. was also, once again, because I felt really self-conscious when I was a teenager, and probably still these days. Um, but I, I had quite, not not very, but... I felt like I had quite downturned and hooded eyes. So I found that I would always in the mirror before I'd have a shower, I would sort of do a wing on one side and then a wing on another side and see which one I looked thought better. looked better and yeah. made me feel better about myself. Yeah. And I would also, this is the time where you used to look at magazines and you'd look at hairstyle or like makeup inspirations. And that was around the time those, the, the sort of like the doe eye look yeah, was yeah. big. Yeah. Um, probably when I was about 17 or something. And so I would be like, how do I practice do that. this? Yeah. And I used to just practice it, take it off, practice it, take it off, jump in the shower, you know, do it again the next day. Yeah. Um, and then you just throughout the rest of the week or the month, you try to replicate it. Yeah. And, and then you end up, so, so people want, want tips and tricks and fast ways to do it. It's just it's a lot of practice. practice. A lot of practice. So much practice. Yeah. yeah. And what you see on one person, sometimes you can't replicate on yourself. So you have to adjust it. So, Correct. All yeah. eye shapes are different and you actually need different technique for all eye shapes. So the yeah. trick is finding out what works for you by practicing and trying stuff out and then like perfecting your technique. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. 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 Which takes a lot of time. Luckily around that time, I want to say that we didn't have much social media. Mm. Our phones didn't have cameras. No. So we could do it without much repercussion yeah <laughs> we could yeah we could have really really fucking hideous makeup days at school and it was fine and it was fine no one remembers them no one remembers them and everyone looks shit exactly so, so we were sort of blessed in that regard yeah we were really lucky yeah i think we grew up at a good time we did we really did we we grew up like in essentially we got the last window yeah and then everyone who came after us was doomed to be <laughs> suffocated by social media correct because we Very remember the time where there was before and after social media yeah. and also the good thing is that we grew up with enough technology that we're not potatoes when it comes to technology yeah but we also aren't so reliant on social media so i think exactly. we grew up at a really good time yeah we're lucky and we don't we don't have to people we're don't, the end of an era i know wow yeah, look I at know. that we're going to be those people that are like back in my day we didn't have twitter <laughs> We didn't say stupid things. We said it in Back person. Back in my day, I used to fucking meet people face to face. And insult them. And they would never remember it 10 years later. Yeah, uh, so. Good times. Good times. So, Can't wait. I'm yeah. going to be a crotchety old bitch. <laughs> um. I'll be right there next to you in my rocking chair. Oh, God. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> so when did your like, la- not large amount of spending, but when did you start buying like your peak makeup purchasing start? Look, I reckon, so I went to uni twice. So straight out of high school, I went to uni for four years and then I took a year off and I was working full time. And then I went back to uni to do another degree. Um, In that time where I was working full time, um, I found myself having a lot more disposable income than I never had. Mm. So I grew up um, not very well off. So for me, it was um, luxury, like it was quite a a luxury to buy makeup. And so whenever people, they come from that perspective or they say that in the comments, like I can't afford that, I I totally feel you. Like I... I was there. I lived it for a very long time. Um, But when I was working full time, all of a sudden I realized that I sort of had money to spend and I didn't really know what to do with it. So that was around the time where I was going out most. That was around the time where I um, was, you know, buying more clothes, buying more makeup. Uh, You know, you'd go into Mac for, you know, the first time and buy a thing or whatever it happened to be. Um, that was also around the time that I moved out of home. Mm. Um, what ended up happening was I um, I moved out of home and then I went back to uni and then I had even less money than mm. I had before. So I still had that sort of urge to want to try new things and yeah. experiment with makeup, but I just didn't have the funds to do it. So mm. what I ended up doing was I would find myself um, always researching online. So this was before Urban Decay and all these other brands came to Australia. Um, I think Too Faced was probably just in Australia. Mm. Um, And I used to... Oh, Too Faced, you used to be able to buy it at Maya or David Jones and then they pulled out for a few years Yeah, and they come back. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I used to pretty much do a lot of research because I wanted to... You know when you you want to buy something but you can't afford it so you just want to kind of like look things up? So I used to do a lot of research about makeup and I'd come across these really cool things that you just could not buy in store. Like I remember when Lime Crime first came on the scene scene, you're like, my God, an orange lipstick? That's fucking amazing. And then I would spend like a day on my weekends scouring all the shops and stuff for an orange lipstick and they just didn't exist. Yeah. Um, So I remember like I used to do a lot of research. Man, they were depressing days. They were. But do you know what was not depressing? Mm. The Australian dollar was stronger than the US dollar. Oh, mate, I know. That was a good time. So I used to do a lot of research and that got me into the sort of beauty community and I used to read a lot of reviews because not having much money, if I'm going to spend $20 on a product, I want it to be a good product. Mm. And then I found myself, because I would half the time buy a dud and be disappointed with my purchase, I ended up starting a blog. So I started a blog, I think it was in about 2000 and I think early 2011 or late 2010. And I started a blog because I thought I will add my reviews to the pool of reviews because I couldn't find a good, like a decent review on this product, but I want to tell people that it was not worth the money. So that's how I started getting into the beauty community was sort of trying to find good deals, trying to find good products that were worth my money um, and warning people of, you know, shit products and also raving about good products. And that's how I got into reviewing. And that's yeah. sort of as time went on, just buying more and more. Yeah. So I am quite similar to you. I did a, um, I studied makeup in 2012 and I did have a blog before that, but it was, I mean, again, it was just like, you know, doing little reviews here and there. Um, but I always sort of stayed... I didn't get too deep into the beauty community while I was blogging. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I started YouTube that I sort of fell deeper into that rabbit hole um, and that led to where I am today. But I would say um, 2015, 16 and 17 were my biggest yeah. purchasing years. Yeah, This was when I was like buying all the cool shit because we could get it here. 
Yeah. We could have it shipped from overseas and our dollar was strong, so it didn't cost a lot. Um, and but also websites were opening up to international they shipping. They were, yes. And prior to, prior to that, websites, like a lot of brands didn't have websites. No. Webs, like stores. And a lot of them wouldn't even ship to Australia anyway. Yeah. yeah. So it was, it, I think there was a time where it was probably the early 2010s, maybe like, yeah, 2013, 14, where most things you could you start just, accessing. Yeah. 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 And prior to that, you just couldn't get it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think also around that time, you know, brands were bringing out so much cool shit. Yeah. So much cool fucking shit. And it was just exciting to buy it all and try it all. And it was so much fun. Um, then you start to realize this is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Look, I started feeling like that a couple of years ago. Mm. I think because of my, um, because I had to wait until I was working for me to be able to justify buying like enough, like, Buying decent makeup or yeah. regular makeup that was not just an eyeliner here and a powder there. I think for me, where I realized my purchasing habits were getting a little bit out of hand was when I did transition to uh, from having a blog to having a YouTube channel. And I actually started that because I was doing like unboxings of like subscription boxes and whatnot to that I, that I was putting into my blog content. Mm, so I actually yeah. started YouTube to add a different element to my blog. Um, but then they ended up going in different directions. Um, but when I started reviewing makeup and I felt the pressure that I think a lot of smaller creators feel mm. to keep buying new things just to create content. Um, so around the time that I started working um, or working more, I would prioritize buying a new item every other week just so I could create content on yeah. it. And that happened for maybe a year or two. And then I looked back and I was like, what have I done? Like, yeah. what have I done? Yeah. And that's sort of the reality hit that I was just buying stuff to, <clears throat> to review. review it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people get caught up in that. And I see YouTubers that are starting out like today or like have been around for about a year or something. And they just buy, 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 buy. And yeah. I'm like, they're going to look back and be like, yeah what, <laughs> what have i fuck? done yeah um so i think yeah so i think for me the biggest catalyst was having a youtube channel and yeah. feeling like feeling the pressure to keep creating content yeah. on new release stuff yeah so if we look back like two years ago mm. a year ago and then today at our collections and our purchasing habits how would you say it, it's changed over that time um, I think I just have been buying a lot less. Yeah. Um, I think I've been just a lot more aware of what I will be using. Yeah. What? Because I think learning the hard way, which is you spend a lot of money on these products and they sit in a cupboard, and then you have that guilt of, I've got I drawers full use of, of, of makeup and I can't even use yeah. it. I think that sort of weighs on you after a while and you end up, um, not losing excitement for makeup. I don't think that's necessarily the case, but you look at a product and you're like, how much use am I going to get out of this? Yeah. And so I think over time, like this year, I haven't bought too much at all. Mm. Last year, I think I was fairly good. Uh, year before. It was I, the year we did our first low buy. That's true. Yeah, so yeah. I think the last few years I've been a lot better, but it did take almost the harsh reality of mm. you could have lots of money in your bank account, but instead you have a lot of makeup, ma makeup going off in your cupboard. Yeah. Um, for me, but I think, look, I think there's a balance though, because um, I feel like without buying all that and trying all that, I wouldn't know what I know today. Correct. And I think for our job, like if we hadn't tried a lot of brands, like if we'd never tried something from Urban Decay, you'd be like, what the fuck? Why are you talking about makeup? So I feel like we almost needed to do that as research. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's very expensive research. It's very it wasteful is. research. Yeah. And um, But I think also when it comes to trying especially colors these days are so popular. Um, it's so much easier buying a nude palette and then deciding how much you're going to use it but you actually have to experiment with color to realize what, what colors what colors for you. suit for you suit yeah. you and what you will reach for on a daily basis so you know you do end up having graveyards of colorful lipsticks and colorful blushes and colorful you know eyeliners and colorful yeah. 
eyeshadows and you have to sort of try that yourself to come to the realization of what works for me and what will I continue buying more of and what will I steer clear of and that that's just again experience yeah I agree you you actually you're never going to know what if you have a, a bit of an issue with buying makeup where you buy a lot of it you're actually never going to um stop that spending until you've sort of done the damage yeah you have to do the damage you almost need to, hit to work rock, it rock out bottom correct yeah, yeah, correct yeah, yeah. so yeah. it kind of it is what it is and i know that like we all have that sort of realization eventually yeah you know you've got to go through the spending and then you go oh okay yeah this is a fucking waste of money and i can't possibly use it all mm -hmm. don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Um... Do you think like that's probably the biggest thing that caused the change for you? Just the realization yeah. of like, yeah, yeah. I think it would be, and yeah. also like even though I am not a minimalist in any no. way, shape, or form, um, I do get overwhelmed by a lot of stuff. Mm. Um, I'm the kind of person that like if my laundry is everywhere. I, they'll get a time where I'm just like, I feel suffocated. Yeah. And I, there was a time where I was walking into my study and I'll just be like, this causes me fucking stress. Yeah. I don't and even want to be yeah, in here. I don't want to be in here. It makes yeah. me uncomfortable and makeup shouldn't, and it's, or something that you really enjoy shouldn't give you those feelings. Yeah. Uh, which is where I sort of started focusing more on, I remember when we, the year we did the low buy, I sort of took it at, and the good thing was that it was also, at a time where beauty news was taking off as a channel. Mm. So I was no longer fixated on, I need to create more content for my channel. I mm. need to grow my channel because you don't need to grow anything, but no. there's a, if you're putting in a lot of work into something, you really want to see it do well. Mm. And um, so I, prior to that, I was fixated on, I need to do three videos of my channel and I need to do this. And if I review the latest eyeshadow palette within three days of it being launched, you know, people are going to watch it and it's going to be great for my channel. And I was really fixated on that. I hated that pressure. I that was hated the it fucking too. worse. It was the, the so shittest time. I'm so glad I stopped chasing that. Yeah, it was Ugh. the shittest time. So I, 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 I went from that to um, feeling that because Beauty News was doing its own thing without me needing to buy a whole bunch of crap just to review, I sort of was getting the satisfaction of seeing a channel grow. Mm. So I then pulled back the content on my channel, less about the latest reviews and more about content that I just wanted to create with the makeup I already had. Yeah. So I sort of tried to create series and video ideas on, you know, using what I currently had. And I just had a lot more enjoyment out of that. So it worked at a really good time because I think if Beauty News wasn't there and it wasn't a channel that was growing, I would probably still be chasing the views on my channel. Yeah, and buying the fucking products. And buying the products. Yeah. Whereas now I don't give a fuck if no. people watch my content. Do you think Beauty News had an effect on, like, your purchasing? Yes. Yeah, so do I. Look, I think there a was... A massive one. Yeah, I think there was, there was a two-phase effect, though. I think, firstly, when you're talking about new releases for the first time, especially probably in the first six months or something yeah. of having the channel... You just buy, want buy, everything. Buy, 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 buy. Yeah, yeah, you're like, that's exciting. I want to buy it. I want to buy it. And you end up, we used to catch up and just buy shit. Mm -hmm. And then like, be like, what the fuck have you done? Why are we having, why do we buy all this makeup? Yeah. Why um, don't we buy four eyeshadow palettes? Yeah. Yeah. Do we need these three highlighters in our yeah. cart? So yeah, I think at the start it, it triggered spending. Yeah. And then I think what happens is as you sort of see the same things come out week in, week out, um, you miss out on buying that palette, but then around the corner there is something. There's another one. Just or they re-release it. Yeah. yeah. And so that repetitiveness really 
made me realize that I don't need to buy, 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 yep. buy. So yeah, it sort of peaked and then like totally dropped Gosh, off. Gosh, I'm falling asleep just thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> you're falling asleep thinking about a lot of things. Yes, but it's true though. Yeah. Like you, you watch or you look at all of the releases and it's like consuming them yeah. already. Yeah. It's like I can imagine exactly what eye looks at can create. Yeah. I can imagine how that's going to look on the lips. Yeah. Or you can go, oh, that looks so similar to the thing they brought out last year yeah. that I stupidly bought yeah. and haven't oh, used for 12 months. I've got about 20 lipsticks that look like that and I've yeah. never used them. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Yeah, so you do. Like, I think the, the just, and I think that's what we've heard feedback from as well with um, some of our viewers is people that come across Beauty News are like, oh, my God, this is so enabling. I really want everything. Mm. And then people start realising, oh, I don't actually feel like I need to buy that because I saw something very similar last week. Exactly. Week before, or I've before. got something very similar yeah. in my collection. I'm going to kill this blowfly. This fly is just doing laps. I know. And it's gigantic. I reckon if it hit us in the right spot on the side of the head, it would knock us out. How do we view our collections now? Um I would still say overwhelming. Yeah, um, I agree. It's not at a level that I would, I'm comfortable with. Um, but I think, look, I, I almost got it there where I could put everything away. Mm. And that's sort of like what I'm okay with. As long as it all fits into the drawer system that I've got set up. Yeah, you're happy. We're all good. Um, but I think because what I'm currently trying to do is move my... Um, makeup room into which is my office as well i'm trying to also incorporate baby room into there that i'm finding mm. reducing the space stressful yeah so for me it's still at a stress level but it's not as bad as it used to be yeah yeah mine um look you can attest to this you saw my i had my basically my whole makeup collection and my filming set up in my bedroom and you can't do that. It was just, you, you couldn't breathe in there. It was so, so, so bad. And I ended up converting my garage into a filming space. And suddenly I had all this beautiful space and beautiful drawers and organization to put my makeup into. And doing that really allowed me to see my collection. Mm -hmm. I discovered products that I forgot I had, things I didn't even know that I fucking purchased things I'd never used, mm -hmm. um, and I was really able to see the forest for the trees yeah. once it was all organised. And that, again, made me go, oh, I've got a lot. Um, so I've been working on making it smaller. Yeah. But also, like, I've done, you know, I've done big purges in the past and I know they don't work for me because I tend to have the regret or I'll then go out and buy stuff. So yeah. for me, I'm like, I'm trying, I'm going through the process. I'm doing what I know works for me. But what, so let's talk about the process that you're, you're doing to minimize it. Yeah. So I, I'm not really, I'm just trying to be like a mindful purchaser. So mm -hmm. the next question is about like low buy, mindful purchasing, our opinions and how we practice it. Yeah. So I've done a low buy and it's not for me. Yeah. I'm not really into it. I don't, I find that when I'm like, you cannot buy more than X amount or you can only buy or you can't buy anything. Um, I can do that for a little while and then I'm like, fuck yours. Yeah, fuck this. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Uh, it's my money. I fucking worked hard for it. And if I want to buy a fucking highlighter or a lipstick or a new foundation, I'm going to motherfucking do it. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't work for me, but what I have found works really well for me is buying the things that excite me. Yeah. Like if, you know, if there's something released, I, I, I have like twofold. If something pops up in beauty news and it like lights this little flame inside me, I know that I want it straight away. Mm -hmm. And then there are other things where I'm like, that's really beautiful. And I can see that being a super functional product and you know it comes from a brand that i know is good 
that sort of goes on the wish list and then I'll like buy it eventually. And also I like I make videos about what I buy. Mm-hmm. And now I'm recapping my last year's videos, which is proving to be very interesting because I still bought a lot of shit last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think look, I think I'm sort of similar in the sense that I I don't think low buyers or no buyers for me work and it's it's a psychological reason mm. and what happens is that I'm the kind of person, and I'm sure people do this in all different ways, but I'm the kind of person that if I'm having a particularly like shitty day or if I just feel like I want to like feel special, mm. I'm like, I want to buy that new fucking lipstick. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. I want to buy it. And yeah. In the scheme of things, like, what's the harm? I'm spending $30 on a lipstick. Yeah. And I'm also, not going out and taking fucking yeah. drugs. Like, you know, I, it just it makes me feel Everyone good. has their thing. Like yeah. some people like bags or shoes yeah. or they fucking buy a new wardrobe or every like goddamn season. Or people like go out to like really fancy dinners yeah. and they spend like $200 on a meal. Like, exactly. Or they buy really expensive bottles of alcohol because yeah. it makes them feel bougie. Yeah. Like we buy makeup. Yeah. So so I think denying that. Some people gamble. That's true. That's true. So, we buy makeup. Yeah. So I think denying my outlet to do that. Yeah. Um, it's not healthy it's, it's, yeah it it's doesn't actually, work yeah, for me yeah so i just found that strictly being like you can't buy anything doesn't work mm. um so what i tend to do is i'm really big on project panning i like yeah. to, i'm trying to use what i currently have and what's really helped me with project panning or through doing project panning over the past like four years um, is that I know how long things last. Yeah. I know that if I buy a foundation, I use oh. it every day, it's going to last me about three months. So for me, I can really factor in, do I need this? How long will it take for me to use it if I you know, love it or don't love it or whatever it happens to be? Like how many of these do I need in my collection yeah. realistically? So I don't think I've bought a new blush in years and years and years (laughs) because i learned that panning a blush takes like over a year it literally takes a lifetime and just knowing that i'm like i don't actually want to add any more blushes to my collection what i've already got is far too much as it is but knowing that like for example yeah a foundation uh, mascara uh powders i can use within a couple of months i am more confident going okay if i buy this I, I can use, use it. it. Yeah. And yeah. so I think just knowing your habits, how much you use, what you use, how long it takes you to use it up, um, has really shaped how I buy things. Yeah. Um, and I think that has just yeah made me more mindful. But again, like like we said, we're talking about makeup day in, day out and researching makeup literally every single day, seven days a week. You just You get sick of it. You get analysis paralysis. Yeah, so like, you get there's over so much it. that it's just like psh. Yeah. Yeah. There's very few things that I come across and I'm like, wow, that's really yeah. amazing. And generally I will I'll even like watch something or look at something we'll discuss it in beauty news. And I'm like, yeah, that's all right. And I'll see it in store and I'm like, wow, that's actually something that I would use on a daily basis. Mm. I'm going to treat myself today because I want to. Yeah. And um, so sometimes I buy things I don't even expect I'm going to buy. Yeah. But it's more about being aware of how much am I actually going to get use out of this? Yeah. And that's how I sort of purchase these days. But what are the triggers for that, like, make you actually buy oh, a product? Okay. I think there's probably two triggers. Yeah. Um, one is if it's something that I don't think I've got. Mm. So if there's a particular something, like a eyeshadow shade or yeah. a... Blush, for, not blush, I haven't bought blush in years, but like highlight Maybe a highlight formula, formula yeah. Or, yeah, or a new lip formula, formula or something yeah. that I'm like, ooh, I really, like historically I love that brand's blah and they've just brought out this new colour story yeah. that I, the quality versus or oh, combined with the colours, I don't have that. Yeah. I'm really excited for it. Like it's going to be something that I feel like I'm going to use a lot of, something that I potentially don't already have in my collection or something that makes me feel good yeah i'm much the same um like for example the hourglass confession lipsticks i'm i'm obsessed with them and um like i whenever they release them i'm like i have to own it like i have to own it i'm also a little bit of a magpie where i like 
I see something sparkly yeah. and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> I kind of want that, like the JD Glow um, multi-chrome yeah. liners and like sparkly liners and stuff like that. I'm like, mm, how do I resist them? Um, but mostly like anything that is sort of, I, I look for things that are interesting mm-hmm. that like you haven't really heard of before. Like one that came to mind that I don't mind, it's not everyone's favorite and it's not amazing, but the Synchro Skin from um, oh, yeah. Shiseido, that foundation where they were like, it's got a, a formula that refreshes itself so yeah. it doesn't crease and stuff like that. I was super interested to buy that. And, yeah. you know, I got it and I tried it. Um, Should have reviewed it. Could have reviewed it. Probably never will review it, but that's the sort of stuff that like interests me. I like to try new things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people ask us, um, you know, what's a makeup item that you could never live without or or, like what's something you repurchase over and over and over again. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, not much. Yeah. I'm more inclined, like if I finish a powder, even if I love that powder, I'm more inclined to go and buy a new powder that I've never tried before because I love trying new products. Yeah, I've got that I've got that bug as well. Yeah. And I think that comes from having the sort of um, review background yeah. and wanting to have knowledge on a lot yeah. of new release things that I really do value um, trying new things. And yeah. We had a lot of questions that we didn't answer in the Q&A. Mm. It was like, if all your makeup disappeared tomorrow and, you know, what would you repurchase? Or if you could only save three things, yeah. what would it be? If everything wiped out, like, what would you buy? Um, or, yeah, how many, like, repeats do you have of things? Mm. And um, there are some products in my collection that I will consistently repurchase. Like, I love the Maybelline Fit Me Fit Concealer. Me concealer yeah. um, you fresh know, and, oh, sorry, Fresh and Flawless Powder. Yeah, That's there's a, a, nice there's a one. few things yeah. that I just sort of will repeat, like, if I see it on sale at a drugstore and, um, you know, I'm nearly out of it, I'll buy a new one because mm. I know I, I can consistently rely on it. Yeah. But if it came down to, you know, I've used up my fancy whatever foundation, do I repurchase it? No, I'm always on to something oh, yeah. new. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. Like I, there are some foundations that I buy backups of, but um, for the most part, I'm always thinking about like what's the next what's, thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. always on the lookout for a new foundation. I love trying new foundations. Yeah, and even then I would probably, if, if I was to buy a backup, I would probably still use new things in between uh, so would and I. then i'm like oh those five that i've used still aren't isn't as good as that other one yeah. i'm gonna buy another one of those yeah. next but yeah the only sort of backups that i buy consistently are generally skincare ones i mm. always buy shuramira cleansing oil sometimes i've got a few backups of those because i've been using that for about eight years or something every single day to remove my makeup um i also buy backups of like um bioderm micellar water because i use that in the morning to cleanse my skin so there is only a couple of really functional things that i will have backups of Mm. um but when it comes to makeup like if if i lost a red this red lipstick tomorrow would i replace it no No. i'd buy another red one so i can try a different formula i'm always looking for what is coming out next what's interesting what's better than what i've already tried so i'm yeah i'm definitely one of those i'm seeking yeah me too the the newest thing and what's better than what i've already got so uh, it's only yeah it's only really when i've tried a bunch of stuff and i go well that concealer was actually way better yeah i'll go back to it yeah um and that's generally when something will stay in my collection for a long time Mm. um because i know it's reliable but everything else i'm like if my if my collection disappeared tomorrow, I wouldn't cry about it. I know I, where to start. I would cry about it because I'd be upset. My gold, the money at the money I spent that's been wasted. Yeah. But if someone said, "I'm going to snap my fingers and turn your collection into money and yeah. put it back in your bank account," that I would I'd agree. be like, "Let's do it." Do and it. now I'm going shopping for a yeah. full face. Yeah. Me too. I would happily do yeah, that. I would happily I, do. There it. are some things that I would be like, mm, "All right, well, I will be." sad that you're gone but we did have some time together so I appreciate that but see ya give me that money yeah (laughs) I think also with um as and and I know some people have really collectors yeah mindset so I know like I had a, a friend who used to do YouTube and she would never buy a new sort of range of something because she'd have to buy 
everything if she liked it. That's crazy. And um, I I understand that there are people that are like that. There's yeah. just collectors out there. I oh, used, to be fair, I've been like that. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think when I started and I treasured my makeup collection a lot more than I do now, mm. um, I used to try to complete collections of yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now the I... The stupid Too Faced palettes, the Urban yeah. Decay palettes, stuff like that. Anastasia Beverly yeah. Hills palette until they brought out the latest Amrazy one and they lost me. Yeah, too big. Yeah, you not broke the, the cycle. Anymore. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know there are times where I've fallen for that, but I look back and I'm like, I don't actually value having that collection. Mm. So for me, you know, I'm not going to cry river over it. I would be upset if I lost some of my makeup, but yeah, um, yeah, I would see it more as an opportunity to try something new. So yeah. that that's sort of where I'm at with makeup. I still love it and I still want to wear it and I still want to put it on my face of every course. day. But it doesn't have to be the sentimental thing that, you know, no, it doesn't yeah. have to be. It's it, doesn't rule, it doesn't rule your life. Like no, it's, it's functional yeah. these days. Yeah. Yeah. And if something works really well and even if my collection went and I'm like, oh, fuck, I've, I, lo- I love those lip stains and I miss them, I'll, I'll buy them. Mm. But, it, I, yeah, I wouldn't cry over it. No. It's just makeup. Mm. What about panning? Yes. So um, how do you do it? Why do you do it? Yeah. And do you have any tips for panning? Yeah, so for people that aren't aware, we are big project panners. Not big as in like we don't have multiple, multiple, multiple different project pans no, on the go. We just have one big project pan yeah. on the go. And yep. you're doing a um, eyeshadow, eyeshadow one. Eyeshadow one this year. Yeah. Yep. So some people have channels that are just dedicated to different project pans. Yeah. Whereas I have we have one project pan that we're doing all year long. So project panning is pretty much um, targeting certain products to try to use them up or to hit pan on them. Um, And um, a lot of people find that such a really confusing Mm. thing to do because a lot of people, if you really love a product, you're like, I don't want to hit pan on it. I'm trying to like make it last as long as possible. And don't worry, we have those products in our collection as well. Yeah. Um, And again, like back when I could not afford much makeup at all, the idea of hitting pan or using up something was quite upsetting. Yeah. So I totally understand that that is a weird concept for a lot of people. Um, but if you do have an abundance of makeup and you'll also find that over time, your makeup's starting to get old. Now, makeup does have expiry dates on them. So you'll see a little uh, date in a little jar, like a little 12 months or 24 months, whatever. Um, so technically makeup does expire. Some people ask me like, do I use old makeup? And the answer is yes. If I was a makeup artist, I wouldn't use old makeup on clients, but on my face, I'm fine with it. If it doesn't cause me any issues, I will continue to use it. If it hasn't changed color, texture, scent, whatever. Application, yeah, the way it texture, applies. Yeah. You know, so if it doesn't change, then I generally see that it's fine to use. Um, but there are times where you might pull out something like a old lip gloss and you're like, this smells Stinks. funny. And that's when, when you, that's when you're like, look, chuck it. But if you are the type of person that's finding that they've got a big collection that's a little bit out of hand or a lot of bit out of hand or it's an aging collection, mm. you will. it feels really good to know that you can start using up those yeah. products. So these are the projects you target certain amount of products in our project pan that we do, which is the hashtag team project pan 2020. Um, we do a full face. So you take one item of each step of your routine and you target that to use it up. And you'll be surprised at how many products you can actually use up in a year. I think last year I used up like 60 or 70 items. Yeah. It's a lot of items. It's a lot. It's It's a a lot. lot. You You can can actually use up a lot. Um, So I really enjoy doing that because... um, I find that I get a lot of use out of my products and all of a sudden I'll have like a drawer of foundations and face powders and it's really nice to actually see that dwindle down to a manageable collection of products that you really like. Mm. So with tips on project panning, if you want to do it, firstly, I think um, you've got to start pretty small Mm. because it can be overwhelming um, forcing yourself to use the same thing every day. I find it quite refreshing. I love it. For me, like a full face is the easiest way to do it because I've got a full face of products that I can put on my face and you don't have to do it every day. No. Like if you, if you go to work five days a week and there's four weeks in a month and that's 
20 days where you're going out and if you wear makeup to work that's 20 applications from a product you can you can burn through a foundation in two to three months doing yeah. that you can if you have just like a compact powder of um like face powder you can probably hit pan on that in a month and a half two months yeah like if you're using a lip gloss and you're taking it to work with you and you're reapplying it three or four times a day, you can burn through it in a month. Yeah. Like, I think the hard thing about project panning is people, people get into it after watching other people doing it and think, oh, I should do that because I have a lot of makeup. Yeah. And then they try it and they're like, still buying makeup they're wanting to use new makeup they're wanting to play with this yeah. play with that and they're not making progress on their project pan and they're like it doesn't work for me it's too hard what am i doing and then you you get into this headspace where you're like project panning is shit i hate it i think it's better to like you know try it for like shorter periods you know cat and i do a year long mm -hmm. because we know that works for us but we also refresh every quarter mm -hmm. so anything that we're sick of we can get rid of we can swap stuff out whatever we want to do if you like want to try a full face maybe pull out a full face products and use them for a month yeah or two months and then see how you go if you're like you know what i have used this fucking brow pencil every day for a month and i hate it get rid of it yeah or if you're like, I actually, like, using the same foundation doesn't work for me all month long because my skin changes with my hormones or something, then maybe panning foundation isn't for you. Maybe yeah. you need to have two in there to pan. Like, it, it's a matter of, like, adapting the concept of using what you have to what works for you. It's almost like... Look at your makeup collection like your refrigerator. Yeah. Do you just let all of the food go bad in there? Or do you sometimes like Frankenmeal something yeah, just to, to use, use shit up because you don't want to waste it? Yeah. And I think, look, I think what you were getting at, at the start as well is is really important. If you're the type of person that still wants to use heaps of new makeup mm. and buy new makeup, you're probably not at a stage where you're ready for a project no. pan. So your journey, your makeup journey, whereas our makeup journey was saying sort of like started pretty slow, built up, and then things like um, online shopping and discovering the beauty community really triggered our spending. And now mm. we're at a stage where we're sort of fatigued by it all. We look at our collections and it stresses us out. It doesn't yeah. cause us joy. It cause us, causes us anxiety. So we're at a stage where we get more joy out of using a product than we do buying, buying a new a product. product. Correct. So if you're not at that stage, you're not going to enjoy the process as much as other people will. And you yeah. will look at people that are ready, like they're at the stage where they're like, I'm ready to use up my stuff before I buy new stuff. And you might look at that and go, that looks so easy. They're making such great progress. It's not easy. But it's because they're mentally ready for it. Yeah. Um, whereas and even then it's not easy. No. Like, Project panning is like, it's a challenge. Yeah. And it's like, the more you do it, the easier it becomes, but the, it's always a challenge. And when you start, you, you're you going to struggle and that's yeah. normal. See, I would say start, like I started when I was working full time and I would use my project pan stuff every day of the week, like weekday. Mm. And then on the weekends, I would play with other yeah. makeup. It was sort of like, okay, get your shit done and the good thing is if you've got a routine that you know how long it takes to apply you know it down to a t you know how the concealer and the foundation the powder work together and you can actually streamline your uh, morning makeup routine yeah. which i found really helpful so that's how i got into sort of using the same products and then on the weekends i'd be like now you can use the glitter and the fancy shit and do it and the new foundation and you know enjoy yourself that was like my little treat mm. so i really saw it as being like function and then like play um, so that's how I sort of got into the routine of it but I think it's important if you're starting to look at what you're happy to use on a daily basis for me I can use the same foundation concealer powder bronzer blush highlighter brows mascara every single day it does not bother me the things that I struggle with panning eyeshadows and lip products because that's what I like to change up that's what I find in my routine gives me most joy 
alternating. So I don't put much pressure on myself panning lip products and eyeshadows. I will put them in my project pan just because. Mm. But if I don't use up an eyeshadow in a year, I don't care because I probably used up six foundations because I know I can consistently use the same one time and time again. So it's about like just knowing your routine. Some people yeah. can use the same lip gloss every single day without batting an eyelid, um, but they can't use the same blush. Yeah. And that's totally cool. You got to work with your habits. Yeah. But to actually analyze and learn your habits, you sort of have to force yourself you have to, to force analyze yourself it. to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Project panning isn't something that you're like just you don't have any it's not your instinct yeah like it's not built into you you have to actually learn about who you are yeah to effectively project pan yeah so but i also see project panning as being the equivalent of um going from a job that is um sort of casual dress to going to a job that has a uniform mm. some people like that because they can wake up and they know exactly what to wear um, some people hate that. Mm. Um, so, you know, it is just depending on how you sort of view it as well. Yeah. Um, whereas I think another big tip is don't like you can do this as a challenge. And I sometimes do this as a challenge, but I try not to do it too much. Don't project pan things that you hate. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Sometimes I love to do it. Sometimes I love to do it as well but as it, a challenge, but that is one of the biggest misconceptions about project don't panning. Don't do it when you're just yeah, starting out. People will... people believe that you are project panning things to get them out of your collection because you hate them. No. If you hate them, throw it throw out. them out or pass them on to someone yeah. that will like them. Project pan things that you know, maybe the shade is not going to work for you in winter. Maybe um, your skin is getting a little bit more drier and you want to use this matte foundation while you're a bit more oily. Uh, pan something, you've got a foundation that's been sitting around for a year and a half and you know it's coming to its use-by date. Those are the things that you focus on panning. Things that yep. you actually enjoy wearing that do work, but they're not your like favourite, 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 favourite. Or they're, um, th I just see it as being like, if you wanted to declutter or streamline your collection, what makeup does work for you but you don't really love? Pan that. Yeah. It works, but you don't love it. Yeah. You so wouldn't repurchase it. You wouldn't repurchase but you're happy it, but to you wouldn't throw it. it out. Yeah. So pan that stuff. Keep the best of the best. Yeah. Um, and the stuff that's absolutely trash and doesn't work for you, Get throw rid it of out. It. Yeah. Throw it out. Um, because, yeah, people often see it as being, I've got to suffer through using up a whole concealer that like lifts my foundation and looks like crap. Looks no, you don't. cakey on my under eyes. No, no. you don't. don't I, need do to, it. I need to pan a whole brow pomade that's the wrong colour. No. no. You don't. No. Get rid of it. Yeah. It's just going to make your life a misery. Speaking of throwing shit away, yeah. this is the last topic we're going to cover. It. Decluttering. Mm -hmm. All right. How do we do it? What makes us declutter a product? Yep. How often do we do it? Yep. And what do we do with the stuff? That is a question. big burning question. Big we burning get it question. all the time. Um, look, I think decluttering, you gotta gotta do it at your pace. Mm. I do think it is cathartic sometimes if you have this like especially when you start to want to purge some of the excess stuff. It's quite cathartic to sit down with your whole collection and just do a big declutter, like yep. declutter everything. Sit down on the floor, pull out all your lip products, mm -hmm. put them all on the floor, and then do a big like swatch fest and decide what you want to keep and what you, what you want to get rid of. Um, and you know, so doing a big purge is a really good way to start. Just be aware that um, if you're too gung ho, gung ho, you might have some regret yeah and then it might lead you to purchasing more yeah. products so i would say you know be a bit cautious don't be too gung-ho but i also feel like what i like to personally do is declutter as i go i mm. find that to be just a lot more um organic mm. so if i try something and i'm like that lipstick what was i thinking yeah i will just i'll put it on and i'll be like no mm -mm, and i will Put it in the bin. Put it in the bin. So that's how I tend to do it. Yeah. I, my decluttering has evolved over the years. Once upon a time, I used to take all of my collection out of its drawers and I'd put it into categories and then I would declutter by category. Um, I've also decluttered directly out of the drawers. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I found like decluttering out of the drawers is fun because you get to see the whole collection. But I found if I was putting things back into the drawer that I knew I wanted to declutter, that was bad. Because I'd open that drawer and I'd see it and I'd just be like, yeah, this what? is not decluttered. Oh, I hate that thing. Um, so I've started something new where whenever I use something and I decide, no, I'm not keeping this, I have a dedicated drawer yeah. that it goes in there. And when the drawer is full, I film a declutter. And that, I found, works for me. Yeah, and I think that that's a better way to do it. I If I wanted to film a video, I'd sometimes have a little, like, box and yeah. I'd just put things in there. Yeah. But I actually found that that hindered me from decluttering right because um i felt like i needed to account for why i'm getting rid of everything yeah yeah and i sort of felt like it's none of your business yeah see i don't so, even care so much yeah. anymore i'm like i'm just getting rid of it <laughs> yeah whereas i'm just more flippant where i'm like i went through my drawer like my lipstick drawers the other day um because i was trying to like yeah just organize things and mm -hmm. i'm just like look if i haven't used you in a year and i've got no emotional attachment to you and i've got no real I don't actually foresee myself using this lipstick in the next year. Yeah, I'm You're getting out. rid of it. Yeah. And I just feel like, you know, sometimes it's hard because creating declutter content, like it's generally very popular content. Yeah. But it can also have a lot of backlash where it's like, yes, I'm wasteful, yes, I'm yeah. this, yes, I'm that. Whereas, can you send me that makeup? Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Do you know how many emails you oh. get after that? Of so people many. being like, I saw so, your video, so, can I have so all many. those lipsticks? No. And you you're can't. like, fucking hell. So, yeah, so I just found that for me, I was. I had to like, I almost felt like if I was just, if I was decluttering something for a video, I almost felt like I had to justify it. Yeah. Whereas I just prefer now to go, you're going in the bin. Yeah, that's fair. You're going in the bin and I'm not creating a declutter because none of your business. You're going this is in my the bin. Rubbish. You're yeah. going in the bin. Yeah. So I find that maybe even once a week, there'll be something that will go in a bin. Yeah. Like an eyeliner that I'm like, you're not creamy anymore. Yeah, and there's the something that goes into my drawer once a week. Yeah, yeah. so I, but Sometimes, I just find it more cathartic just yeah. to, in the bin. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, so when it comes to the items, yeah. anything old goes in the bin. Yes. Are there anything, like, is there anything else that you do with stuff that's not as old? If makeup's sort of heavily used, it's in my collection, it's getting old. Yeah. Um, if I declutter it, unless it's something that's fairly new, yeah. I will chuck it out because yeah. I know it's already old. I know it's already got bacteria yeah. all over it. If it's I'm, a year and a half old and half used. Yeah, I know it's, you know, I'm not, not giving that to anyone. No. It's grubby. Yeah. What I might do is give things like foundations and stuff to my mum. Yeah. Um, and I also I'll pass them on to people. If it's something that's very, very lightly used or swatched, yeah. if it's I will not pass something them to that friends. you're sticking your fingers in or putting on your face, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if it's a pump thing or an eyeshadow palette or something that is lightly used, I will put it in a in a container and I will like a box and I will make my friends Friends and family go box. through it. Yeah. I've got one of them too. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's more of a yeah, it's a it's a lightly used, fairly fresh sort of box of makeup and i will say friends family mm. take what you want um and then what we also do that a lot of people don't realize is that um when we get pr in um that we don't we know we won't use so for example we might get a collection of a whole ColourPop collection of something yeah. and we don't actually generally swatch it on camera or swatch it in a photo because we end up donating it. Yeah. So I'm now mindful when something comes into my house, I think, am I going to use this? Yeah. Or will Haley use yeah, it? Yeah, or will Haley use it? Or and vice versa. Yeah, and if the answer is no, we actually make we an effort it. not to touch it. We will take a photo of it or something like that, but we don't actually touch the product, so we donate it yeah. to a woman's shelter. So I find that by doing that, I have less that's going into my collection. Yeah. So whatever comes out of my collection is generally old, yes. funky, yeah. and it goes in the bin. But I try to filter. Like if I've been tr if I've been trying like um, if I've been sent a collection of lipsticks or something. Um, and I swatch them for an Instagram photo or something, but then I look at it and go, I'm not going to use those five shades. Yeah. I will put those aside for friends. Mm. Um, but if I if there's a completely collect a collection that comes out and I'm like, I'm actually not going to use these yeah. foundations at all, they go to donations. Yeah. So, I'm yeah, I'm just a lot better at organising where these things are going to fit in my life 
before they get old and before they get funky and before they get yep. used. Before they even come into your collection. Yes. So what goes into my collection are the things that I actually want to use. Yeah, I'm the same. Yeah. I try not to uh, I try not to use anything unless I plan on yeah. like using it and keeping it. Yeah. Um Yeah, won't and, do like lip swatches or no. anything with products that I'm like I just no. Yeah, no. like I did a Nabla review. Give it to review. someone who can use it. Yeah, like I did a Nabla review and um, even though I was trying um, a bunch of the uh, lipsticks, mm. there was one shade that I was like, I'm not going to use that. Yeah. I'm just not going to use it. It's a pink. I don't like it. Yeah. So I'm not even going to open it. And a lot of ladies do like pink. Yeah. And there are a so lot of ladies else can use it. who can't fucking access stuff like yeah. this. Let's donate it and hopefully someone will love it. Yeah. Or, you know, if, if my mum's like, love that shade, I'll be like, it is yours. Have and it. it is fresh and it is new. Take Rather it. than Enjoy. here's my funky thing and you've got to pick the, like, hairs off the it. fluff. Like, you cat know, fluff. Yeah, cat fluff or the lid came off in my handbag and, good yeah. luck, you know. So, yeah, decluttering um, for me, in the true sense of decluttering, I chuck it out. Mm. Um, but I try, yeah, I try to prevent things from getting into my collection if I'm not going to use them. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, can I quickly say as well that yeah. I, that some people would wonder based on that why we accept PR, and uh, the answer is most of it is mo- unsolicited yeah. P- uh, yeah. PR. So if a brand comes to us and says, "Do you want to try X, Y, and Z?" Um, we'll either say yes or no, mm. um, but often you will just get PR. They get sent to you yeah. and you open it up and you're like, I have no idea what this is. I didn't expect it to arrive. Um, will I use it? Yes or no? Yeah. So, you know, we, if we could prevent brands from sending us things that we're not going to use, we'd be more than happy to do that. But um, that's not the way the world works. That's not the way PR works, unfortunately. No, unfortunately. You're sort of all in or all out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's true. All right, guys. So that's it for us today. We hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to leave your comments about your purchasing habits and how they've changed down in the comments section. Mm -hmm. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.